Welcome to ATRA, Voices from the Field. This sustainable agriculture podcast is presented by the National Center for Appropriate Technologies ATRA Sustainable Agriculture Program with support from the USDA Rural Business Cooperative Service. Hi, this is Rich Myers with NCAT. In this episode, Rocky L. Woods, director of NCAT's Gulf States Regional Office in Jackson, Mississippi, begins an occasional series on scaling up agriculture operations with Bill Evans, director of horticulture with Up and Farms Food Hub in Jackson. Rocky L. and Bill talk about when scaling up, increasing production or investing in ways to reduce costs is appropriate. They also set the stage for discussing other issues a small producer considering scaling up would need to address, such as marketing, finance, and labor costs. Let's listen. My name is Rocky L. Woods, and I'm the Gulf State Regional Director for the National Center for Appropriate Technology, and I have here... I'm Bill Evans with the Up and Farms Food Hub in Jackson, Mississippi, and I am their Director of Horticulture. And we're going to be talking a little bit about scaling up. And, I, and uh, one of the things about scaling up is that you can go on our website and look for our publications on scaling up your vegetable farm for regional markets. And you can also look at the tutorial on that particular website that we have there that talks about scaling up. So today we're going to talk about a general overall scaling up on your farm. And we're just going to probably talk about a few things, a few tips that you can use when you're starting to scale up. So I have Dr. Evans here because he and I have worked together on numerous occasions with, with different farmers. And uh, now we're at the point where we're trying to scale farmers up to the point to where they can see themselves making money and increasing the business also. So, Dr. Evans, I want to start off by thanking you for coming and being with me today. And let's talk a little bit more about scaling up. So, in, in your words, what is scaling up? So I think when you're talking about scaling up, Rock, I think we're talking about growing the business. That, of course, uh, can take many forms. We could scale up in sales. We could scale up in market uh, type or or or, um, or share. And we could scale up simply in the amount of time or the amount of uh, land that we use. Okay. So when we scale up in these in these different categories and you're working with farmers, especially for small farmers or beginner farmers, um, what would you think, what do you think would be the appropriate time for you to scale up as a farmer? Well, I don't, the appropriate time to scale up is when you're both ready for it and your business requires it. That would be the appropriate time. There's all kinds of different factors that go into scaling up. Uh, You might, you have to kind of evaluate where your business is at, or where your farm is at, and where you want it to be, and where it's being driven to, and whether you want to go there or not. All those things come in. And that's that's a roundabout way of saying, are you, you know, are there opportunities that you want to take advantage of that will make you more money? Are there opportunities that might allow you to become more efficient, so that you can grow more with less of your time? or you can make more money with less of your time, or you can more efficiently use natural resources. Um, are there, has a customer come to you, or have you uh, realized a market that you weren't in that you want to get into? Okay. Maybe today you're just growing tomatoes and a few other vegetables. 
but you realize, oh, well, the cut flower business looks pretty good right now. So maybe the scaling up is us is to move into another market segment. And then, um, uh, then you have to evaluate all of those. If you're starting this whole, so, so there's all kinds of things that go into the evaluation. We'll talk a little bit more about evaluating where your business is in a second, but keep in mind all of these things that I'm about to say as you're thinking about scaling up. So, so when I'm thinking about scaling up, I, I really want to think about why I'm scaling up and uh, can I afford to scale up, uh, moving fast versus moving slow, um, and sort of how am I planning to scale up? So, so kind of, let's, let's kind of break down why. Why, why should I scale up? Uh, I, I think that can tie into what I said earlier about when is the appropriate time or, or, or how, how would I know what time to scale up, but why scale up? When you think about it well the the same thing um a smaller businesses and smaller farms have limited ability to, to either make money or accomplish whatever market um whatever the market is demanding they accomplish or asking them to accomplish or whatever they want to achieve in the market so it may be that you want to scale up because you want to grow from being a hobby farmer where really uh, if you uh, think about a hobby farmer, most hobby farmers, it's a very part-time business. They uh, they tend to, uh, in many years, have less money at the end of the season than they did at the beginning because it's a hobby. They enjoy going to the market, interacting with folks. But now you've realized, I really love this, and I think I can turn this into a business, whether it be a part-time money-making farm or a full-time money-making farm. So that's one reason to scale up is to increase income. Um, we talked, uh, you know, I mentioned a few minutes ago that we talked about efficiency, improving your efficiency. Scaling up could simply mean switching from hand hoeing the rows to buying a cultivator that pulls behind a tractor or a rototiller, uh, like a, 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 a like a BCS walking tiller or something like that, that allows you to get more done in less time. That's a style of scaling up because you invested capital in your business, you invested financial capital to buy a new piece of equipment that allows you to to do more with every minute of your day. So that means I'll need more money if I'm if I'm talking about scaling up, right? Yes and no. It may or may not mean you need more outside resources. In many cases it does. In many cases to be fair, it requires that you have personal investment or other investment into the farm whether it be a loan or using family money or uh or not taking as much of a paycheck out of the farm if you were receiving a paycheck out of the farm to invest in scaling up because scaling up involves usually involves either more land more equipment more supplies or more people um, and all of those things start with money okay so just let's just say for example I know uh, my grandparents used to have something called a truck patch I mean I don't know how big a truck patch is or uh, the size or the length of a truck patch, but just say if I have a truck patch now and I want to scale up, what would be my next level to scale enough from a truck patch or uh, a backyard market garden to um, something that's greater, that's, that's pulling in more income? Because if I, when she had that, my grandmother, when she had that truck patch, she would um, uh, give fruits and vegetables, watermelons to, to people in the community. She'd sell a few and, um, it was just one of the things that she did um, that I remember growing up. 
Yeah, so if, for the listeners that may not be familiar with that term, uh, truck farming uh, here in the southeastern United States where you and I are sitting today um, and in other some other parts of the country, truck farming re- refers to small-scale vegetable farming, usually direct selling literally out of the back of a pickup truck. If your listeners are familiar with The Andy Griffith Show, uh, there's one episode where uh, where Barney and Andy are having trouble with a truck farmer who's got a pickup full of produce and he's selling it on the side of the road, but he's selling it in a place that is not where he should be. And that is exactly what a truck farmer is, someone who sells out of the back of a pickup truck. Nowadays, truck farmers are small farmers that sell in farmer's markets or whatever like that. So, but what happens if you want to enter into uh, the modern world of of selling to restaurants. So you're a truck farmer now, you're selling in a farmer's market. But now, or you're selling out literally on the back of your pickup truck uh, out uh, on the highway someplace. But now you have an opportunity to sell to a local restaurant. That's going to require more land to grow more produce because you're still going to sell the other stuff. But now you can drop four boxes every twice a week at the back door of the restaurant. So you may need more land for that. You may need to buy professional boxes for your produce that you weren't thinking about before. You may need to build a uh, in, and improve your food safety program to be compliant with whatever the restaurant needs in terms of quality. You may need to buy cold storage because you may pick for that restaurant um, and not uh, not have the same delivery schedule that you did when you were controlling the uh, the sales. So all of those are... Those are some of the things you might think about. Um, let's see. Um, we we haven't talked. Um, if we were thinking about planning for scaling up, so so we had the we we talked about some of the whys and right. how do you plan it. You, you have to evaluate the opportunities that you have, whether they be opportunities that you're creating within you know from your own discussion uh, in the family or uh, with your, uh, and and thoughts in your head? So, for example, if I'm, I'm a hobby farmer and I've been growing watermelons for, uh, let's just say for, for, you know, a few years now, and I've become, you know, good at growing watermelons, and, and someone said, hey, uh, I want you to start growing watermelons, and I'll buy X amount of them from you, um, at this amount of money, uh, is that something that I can, you know, turn my hobby into a income making thing, uh, income making uh, process or business, or should I look for other markets, or, or how should I, you know, take my markets um, from a hobby to that? You know, well, how would I plan that? Yeah. So each opportunity you have to scale up, you really have to evaluate as a business. You can't. It doesn't make sense, you know, unless you're independently wealthy. It does not make sense to put a whole ton of money into a hobby any more than it allows you to have the enjoyment of the hobby. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of hobby farmers out there, and they enjoy it, and they enjoy doing the the $100 or $200 at the farmer's market once a week. And that allows them to buy Christmas gifts or whatever it is. That's great. But as you want to move beyond that, then you have to evaluate what are they going to pay me for these melons? What is it going to take me? What new infrastructure? What new um, 
do I got to break new ground? Do I got to put in an irrigation system? Do I have to change? Uh, do I have to buy a different kind of seed? Is it a different market? I've been growing old crimson sweet watermelons for the last 35 years. And now uh, now the restaurant wants seedless watermelons. Or the, or the new opportunities for seedless watermelons. Or the new opportunity requires something else. Packaging, say. i got to buy those bins. You've seen those giant watermelon bins in the yeah. grocery store. Maybe those bins are 30 or $40 each. Well, where am I going to store the bins, et cetera, et cetera. So there's just, you really have to evaluate it from a business point of view. And we're going to talk about a lot of that over the next few podcasts. Okay. So so let's look at large versus small. What what would be considered a large uh, farm if I wanted to scale up? Just, let's just say I have an acre. Well, I think the USDA ha- ref- refers to a farm that sells more than $500,000 worth of stuff as a large farm. But let's not talk about the regulatory definition of a large farm. Let's talk about the practical definition of a large farm. In general, the the things that I've read, and, and it's hard to get your arms around it because everything is different, one person can handle managing about an acre to maybe two acres of land. That's what one person can do. If they really devote their time to it, they can manage farming vegetables and fruits on one to two acres by themselves. As soon as you get beyond that, you have to scale up in personnel, if nothing else. And that's a real choice. So that means my, if, I, as soon as, if, I'm, if, if I can manage two acres as a one-man show, and let's just say now I want to move to five acres. So not only will my labor increase, so how much labor would I increase to? I guess that would vary depending on the crop that I'm planting. Yeah, that's all going to, and this is all part of that discussion and that planning to scale up and that thinking. And the reason why going so fast may not be the best choice. Usually take these things in steps and give yourself seasons to evaluate it. Um, But if if you're going to go from one or two acres up to, say, five acres, well, now you're talking, well, I need a tractor that's going to be able to manage five acres of land instead of one just maybe my little walk-behind tiller that I was able to do with um, with one or two acres, or hand tools I was able to do the one or two acres with. Um, you're going to need an irrigation system to water five acres, not an irrigation system to water a half or a one or a two-acre patch. Um, you need to consider all that sort of thing. You need to consider... Um, the amount of capital that goes into that five acres before the season gets to harvest. Remember, it costs we 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 put a lot of money into into fruit and vegetable crops before we harvest. And if you're doing twenty five blueberry bushes, that's one thing. The plants are going to cost you seventy five or eighty dollars. The setting up the row is going to cost you another few hundred dollars or whatever. And you're going to have a nice little bunch of blueberries to bring to the market. But if you're going to have five acres of blueberries, now you're talking a you know, $100,000 business or more, and you're talking some real serious capital investment in equipment and tools and, and the irrigation system and thousands of blueberry plants that cost, you know. So, so then I have to look to see, will I have to get my capital from banks or loans or something like uh, getting a loan from a bank or something like that? Uh, yeah, and we're going to, in yeah. one of the future podcasts. We're going to talk about financing in the in terms of scaling up. Uh, that is, but that is an important consideration. It's a really important consideration, and it's a constraint on scale. It's a significant constraint on scaling up. 
I guess it would be because if you don't have the finance, I mean, you can't um, purchase your fuel and all the implements and things that you need in order to keep the farm running, especially if you move into more acreage. Yeah, in business that call that cash flow, if you have inadequate cash flow, and that's a real significant challenge for small farmers. It's a real significant challenge for small farmers of any scale uh, to have adequate cash flow. And we're going to talk about that here in a future podcast. Um, it, I tell my small growers, and you'll hear this through these series of podcasts a couple more times, I would much rather have a small farmer do one acre well and make money off of one acre than lose money on five acres because they can't handle it for whatever the resource constraint is. So, um, And in some of these future podcasts, we're going to talk about land and facilities and equipment. We're going to talk about marketing and sales. We're going to talk about financing and money management. We're going to talk about compliance and regulation is scaling up because when you, as with the new food safety rules and other things, compliance and regulation get into things. And we're going to talk about people and personnel. Um, have I, are those all what we're going to talk about? I'll throw the question back to you. What have I missed in, in that summary? Well, that sounds like most of the points that uh, we're going to address, especially when we talk about markets and sales, because certainly we want to look at different types of markets to, uh, that farmers want to address, um, whether it be going to a farmer's market, starting a CSA, or selling to local uh, grocery stores, chefs, restaurants, and things of that nature. So uh, definitely we want to touch points on all of those areas. Um, equipment is important because once we leave from a small acreage and we start into a larger uh, farm, we want to know what equipment that we could use and what's, the appropriate, what's appropriate for the budget that we're using on the acreage amount that we're farming. So um, yes, uh, so scaling up, this is our introduction to scaling up and um, I think you've touched on all the points and uh, we'll be back for future podcasts to touch on more of those subjects that we talked about. Thank you, Dr. Evans. And uh, to learn more about our publications and about our website, you can go to www.atra.ncat.org. And I'm Raquel Woods with the National Center for Appropriate Technology. And I'm Bill Evans with Up and Farms Food Hub in Jackson, Mississippi. We'll Thank you. see you for the next one. Thanks for listening to Atra. Voices from the Field. Depending on the platform you're listening on, be sure to rate us and leave a review or comment. For more information on this topic, you can get a hold of Rocky L. Woods directly via email at rockw.incat.org. That's R-O-C-K-W at N-C-A-T And please call ATRA with any and all of your sustainable agriculture questions at 800 346 9140 or email us at askanag at incat.org. That's A S K A N A G at incat.org. Our two dozen specialists can help you with a vast array of topics everything from farm planning to pest management, from produce to livestock and soils to aquaculture. You can get in touch with them and find our other extensive and free sustainable agriculture publications, webinars, videos, podcasts, and other resources at the ATRA website, www.atra.incat.org. That's www.attra.ncat.org. Also, in the notes that go along with this podcast, you'll find links to related ATRA resources, as well as links to the Up in Farms Food Hub. 
We'll catch you next week, and until then, keep on farming. Thank you.